In Joshua chapter 19, Joshua is continuing to cast lots for the remaining tribes that didn't yet have an allotment of land in the promised land. And he casts the lots and it's time for Issachar to celebrate because all the people of Issachar are getting a particular area. And the Bible with each of these areas, they describe in pretty good detail the cities that are there and the boundaries that are there. Um, and by looking at Issachar's, we know that the northern edge of the land that Issachar had, on the northern edge was going to be Mount Tabor. Now the Bible doesn't say that, but just looking at where things were, we know that that was there. Do you know what likely happened on Mount Tabor? you got to fast forward a, a number of years to the time of Jesus, when Jesus and three of his disciples climb up a mountain, and the Bible tells us that there Jesus was transfigured in front of his disciples. Um, his, uh, his glory nearly blinded them. Jesus was showing his disciples just what a great Savior he is. A visible reminder that, that he's God. And Moses and Elijah were there too. Also a reminder for the disciples that, that Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that they were talking about. Every promise that God made from the beginning, Jesus was here to keep it. He was here to keep it for you. He was here to keep it for me. Now when Issachar received their inheritance, they of course would not have known that one day Jesus himself would be standing on a mountain right there in their land. That Jesus would be standing there in the place where they were. I think if they had known that, they probably would have gotten very excited. They maybe would have started selling tickets to the place where Jesus was going to be transfigured so that people could come and see it and, and enjoy the spot where God himself was going to stand and stand with them. But, of course, they didn't know. You do. You do. That Jesus stands for you. There's one particular place in the book of Acts that highlights a, a very particular time in your life when Jesus stands for you and with you. It's when you are confessing your faith. And sometimes it might be hard to confess your faith. Or you make a decision in faith, faith in God, faith that God is going to care for you and love you. And he's going to do it so well. But people push back. Or they doubt that. Or they criticize you. Or you stand up for your faith, or what you believe about what faith is and what you ought to do in your life, because you believe in God. And people leave you. Those things happen, and they've happened for a long time to Christians. It happened to a Christian named Stephen. And this is what I'm getting at with the book of Acts. So Stephen was a disciple, and he confessed the name of Jesus. But it didn't go well for him. People responded very harshly to Stephen's confession of faith. And they brought him outside, and they started throwing stones at him. To the point that it eventually killed him. But shortly before it did, the Bible wants us to know that Stephen opened his eyes, and he saw something. He opened his eyes, he looked up into the heavens, and he saw Jesus. And do you know what Jesus was doing? He was standing at the right hand of God. Which is a phrase that might sound a little unfamiliar. Um, you might be more familiar with the phrase that Jesus sits at the right hand of God. It, uh, it shows up in a number of creeds, historic Christian creeds, and, and uh, a lot of other places of how we, how we talk about Jesus. But 
But Jesus saw Stephen confessing his faith and hurting because he did. And he wanted Stephen to know that Jesus was standing up for him. And he stands up for you too. Even if the rest of the world doesn't see your faith or value it. Even if your family pushes you away because you act in faith. Jesus sees you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus will care for you all the way to the very end. Just like he did with Stephen. Rest well tonight, my friends.